I'm here on behalf of the Yellowstone Historical Society and the Montana Historical Society. Let me move this a little closer. I am, as we said, Prudence Ladd. This is my email address. I'll gladly give it to you, any of you later that would like to have it, <laughs> like to have a little more of this information. I'm here to talk to you about last year's fundraisers, History's Mysteries, where we actually went to six locations on the rims. Well, I'm going to talk to you today about a 1890s staircase, a private driveway, um, a changing icon, a boot hill, and what was that chimney anyway, and also an, a, 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 excuse me, an iron door, a cave with an iron door on it. These are all on the rims right here in Billings. Um, how it worked was that you bought a $20 ticket, and as many people as you could get in your car or van, you got to go around to each of these sites. For four hours, we had historians on site. In the back of the room, there's these folders. This has a tremendous amount of information about each site. I'm going to give you this much information about each site, because I have a half hour. So if you're very interested, you may look at these. Please don't take them. If you'd like to look at it for the day and return it to me, I trust you. But there's two for each site in the back of the room. These are the sites that we're going to talk about. And this is where they are located. That is Highway 3, um, right up on the Billings Rooms, directly above us. Um, first person we're going to talk about is Charles Meyer. He arrived into Billings in 09. He was the manager of the heating plant, which is the Lincoln Center or thereabouts now. He homesteaded on the top of the rims. He did all his own work up there. He was a really a pretty amazing man. One of the things he did is build steps just right off of Arvin Avenue. Um, you know what? I better catch up with my notes or I'm going to regret it in a little bit. Um, <coughs> he was a very, very ingenious man. He had many patents. Um, he had a large family, school-aged children, all the way to adult children that helped him through his projects. Um, and these were right off of Arvin Avenue. This is a little map, tells you right where it is here in Billings. Um, the younger children needed a way to get down to the school. The school was approximately on 17th and Rimrock. You can look in this picture and see where those steps have been carved in. We're flagging them so you can see them from below. During our History's Mysteries tour, we didn't ask people to walk up here. It's quite a quite a steep climb. But they could view them from the bottom. We put these flags on it. We had a table and chairs set down. They could view them, see where they were. They could see them with binoculars. Um, my friend and I walked up there. You'll see a series of our pictures now of climbing up. This is the entrance from the east. Um, the rails are long gone now. There used to be rails that held it up there. In the 60s, there's a story about a boy climbing up there and the rails coming off in his hand. This last picture, you can see how steep it is. Now, we always find really interesting things when we climb around the rims. Is this authentic? I, well, I don't know. It's a very interesting. So here's another mystery that we just found. It was just right next to the edge of the rims. Um, 
We have no idea how many people used this natural staircase. It was a natural staircase before Meyer carved into it. From the looks of it, it had been used for a long time. That down where the fingerprint is, you'll, there was lots of evidence of scratching of interesting things on the trail itself. A very difficult entry, by the way. It wasn't an easy climb. This is a view from the top, looking out over Myers trails. These kids were brave. It is a scary climb. So it, it was a really, really an interesting, interesting area. Well, not only did he build a staircase for his children to climb up and down, um, I've been up and down the staircase from the top to the bottom and the bottom to the top, and I wouldn't want to do it every day. <coughs> I couldn't imagine being up there in the snow and the sleet. Um, but the other thing that this man did was incredible, is he built this incredible driveway. He had a car, and he built this driveway off of Country Club Lane. Here's an overview of it, right about where the picture is, is where the uh, trail still is today. This is a view of it, and um, you can see from the bottom where we start. Oh, I got this cool thing. Right here is where it starts, and you can see it very well today. And the trail, that is the trail in red. It goes all the way up to the top. Um, this is an overview of it. <coughs> it was built on Country Club Lane. The first Country Club was built in Forsyth. And, I mean Forsyth, that's where I'm from, sorry in Billings in 1914, and it was named the Billings Golf and Country Club. The course had an up and down history. There was a robbery and a murder there in, on December 27th, 1940. The clubhouse eventually burnt to the ground in 1956, and it was rebuilt as Yellowstone Country Club, where it sits today. So, um, Mr. Meyer owned a car. Now, the only way up to the top at this time was Zimmerman Trail, and that's exactly what Zimmerman Trail was, a trail. It was used for freighting, was used for horses, it was not a safe place for him or his children, so he built himself a road, he built himself a driveway. The only way around to get to his house was all the way down along Alkali Creek, where the ancient road is and still is parts of it today. They did not blast it away like they did Zimmerman Trail. They built a trestle. In our, all of our research, we could not find any pictures of the trestle. On the top of the road, near the face of the rims, right up, oh, right in here, right there, there was nothing to build to. So they built a trestle up from the bottom, and then they ran cables off the top of the rims, hooked onto it, hung the road out there in the air <laughs> and drove across it. There's many stories about horses going across it that have to blindfold them to get them across it. Um, <laughs> also, he wasn't a real friendly guy. Uh, Mr. Meyer didn't like other people using his driveway. <laughs> um, it was his driveway and he'd done a lot of work. This is riprap. This is a switchback going uphill and downhill. Um, he put a tremendous, this is, was taken last year. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of work there. But if you were to use his driveway and he caught you on it, you either backed up or drove off the edge. Either which way. He wasn't, there's a story of him allowing 
one person to come up and, and that was because the neighbor's son was very, very ill and he let the doctor come up his driveway. Well, he was so ill that the neighbor's son died. But otherwise, you drove down it or you went around the corner. You did not use Mr. Meyer's driveway. But the, and the roadbed is in really good shape today. You did hear I was MDT for over 20 years. This is a good road. <laughs> so here's some more pictures of the road. This is looking down. Here's the trail right there. Right There's the trail. This is the top of the road where we're right at the very top. This is coming to the very top. Right at the edge, you can see, is where the trestles were. This is my friend standing on the edge of the road. Her foot, you're going to see next, there's the cable eyes that they ran the cables through to hang the road. Here's what's left. Mr. Meyer Love Pipe. You can walk up there for four miles, and there's pipe everywhere. He's got it stuck in the ground. He's got it his handrails. He's got it his property markers. He's got it everywhere. Um, and there's this evidence all over the top of the rims right near this. So <laughs> Mr. Meyer built a homestead up there. Well, it became a Billings icon because his home then turned into the Skyline Club. You remember the Skyline Club? It was also the Bona Vista for several years. It returned to the Skyline Club in 1969 and it burned to the ground in 71. Its footprint is still there. If you go to the top, you can see where it was. Skyline Drive off the rims is right near where the Skyline Club was. Okay, so that's two of our mysteries. Now we have Rocky Mountain Park. How many of you are from Billings? How many of you knew there was a park on top of the rims owned by Rocky Mountain College? Yeah, pretty interesting. Not many of us knew that. Well, <laughs> it started as a cross. Uh, this cross was put on the rims in 1956. This says 1962. This is a cover of Rocky Mountain College's um, yearbook in 1962. Uh, very little could be found about pictures of the cross. The cross is just off of Highway 3 in the parking area across from airport operations. Um, the cross was 30 feet tall and covered in aluminum sheeting. This was in the yearbook. It says a solid symbol. Well, maybe. Um, it gleams in the sunshine and it glows in the sunset, visible from all sectors of the campus in a large segment of Yellowstone Valley. Mr. Manfred Menzen said, there can be no conflict between God and any knowledge whatsoever. All work with its attendant knowledge is God's knowledge and his business. Therefore, it said on the top of the rims, until it fell down. And here it is. It's not a great picture, so... There's the two pieces that fell April 14th, 1967, on my seventh birthday. Um, could not find any other picture than this degraded one out of the paper of it when it fell to the ground. Uh, <laughs> so, what happened? What happened with the cross? We don't know. But we do know that... Um, in 1956, this base is the base of the cross set on. Sometime after that period of time, this angel, or 
Madonna or Jesus figure, whatever you want to call her, was replaced. She's put on the same base. She overlooks the campus. Um, she is made out of mesh. Uh, we have really no idea when we did our History's Mysteries. We were told that it may have been put there by Central Catholic High School in the 80s. We could not confirm that, or have not yet. So maybe one of you guys know the mystery of this. A few more pictures of her. This is a view from the parking area. You cannot see her from the road. You have to look down on her. And um, this next one coming up, those bowls in that hole you see, that's the original bowls that are all around it that held the cross in place. Okay, thank you. So. Then we moved right on down to the chimney in the gully. Okay, the chimney in the gully is just off the bike path of Alkali Creek in Arneson Avenue. You can see it, it's about a half a mile back up this road. Um, the black light you're going to see represents the prehistoric trail around the Point of Rocks. It was used by a millennium for animals and humans traveling in and out of the valley. Of course, that point has really changed. If you know anything about it, they've blasted it and changed it, but that's about the route. The parking area for this is right off of Boot Hill. Okay, this is the chimney. The chimney is located between Blackwater Trail and the road to the airport and Main Street. In 1927, the Gazette referred to this area as an old powder house. The building must have been gone a long, long time. It's interesting, that question mark, we didn't put that there. That was there when we went and filmed it. Also noted on the photo of the chimney is it was called the Old Babcock Powder House, used for blasting the ditch through the rims. However, nothing could be found about it. So, <laughs> the firebox is four feet wide and three feet high. This is mantle pictures. It's also three feet deep, and the chimney is about 15 feet high. There's side holes that are about two feet at, tall and 15 feet wide. There are hooks for cooking. Um, there's decorative stone on the back side of it. Okay, can this be a powerhouse? This is what we've determined. Open flame where there's explosives. Hmm. Hmm. Explosives mostly don't need heating. <laughs> Correct. Okay. They don't need to be kept warm. This is way too large of a fireplace for a caretaker's home. And um, was it used as a powerhouse after its original purpose? We don't know. It's a real mystery. We couldn't really find anything that was concrete that told us. There's lots of stone blocks in the area, but they're scattered everywhere, and it's impossible to tell where they came from. Personally, I think it was a roadhouse. Um, I think it was some kind of a dance hall or a roadhouse, and then it was used to store powder after it was no longer used as a fireplace. Okay, I gotta keep moving and pass the halfway mark. Um, Boot Hill was Colson City's cemetery. Uh, Colson began in 1877, and the last burial um, was in eight, uh, I have 1877, the last burial was 10 years later. 1887. Located at the base of Otter Trail, now at the same intersection as the chimney. So this was our bonus location for our History's Mysteries. Um, when they stopped to go see the chimney, we had interpreters at the uh, cemetery that also interpreted it and gave our 
mysteries of the cemetery. Named Boot Hill because so many of his occupants went to their death with their boots on. There were some deaths from disease, such as typhoid, uh, but most of the deaths were accidents. Once a dog spooked a horse, killing the rider. Uh, ladies that proclaimed, here goes nothing, and walked into the Yellowstone with their skirts on and uh, committed suicide. Of course, there were the first share of murders and bar fights gone bad. The real mystery here is, in the monolith, in the um, obelisk that you saw, are there 13 buried there? Are there 52 buried there? Or are there 35 buried there? Because it's all in the research. So there's all kinds of curiousness about how many are buried there. The obelisk was erected in 1882 and has four poems. You did see one on the slide. There's one at the base um, on all four sides of the obelisk. The other, really, another mystery um, at that very location is where the white horse went down. This sign tells the story of two crow warriors returning home to find their sweethearts dying of smallpox. We've heard a sacrifice cliff, right? Okay, well, um, <laughs> it is believed that they were mounted double on a white horse and rode their blindfolded horse over the cliff not far from Boot Hill. In fact, very close to our last place we're going to talk about today, um, right behind present-day Metra. Six teenage boys and teenage girls lived through the epidemic and witnessed the event. The cliff today, today has eroded in height. It's much smaller. So that gives us to the locked cave. The locked cave is directly behind Metro Park. Metro Park's very good about letting you go look at it if you want to. It's also in another locked enclosure. We'll get to that. But you can see it from the bike path that leads to the water treatment plant. If you come down from on top, you can see the cave. This is the cave. Here's the whole entrance to it. Um, here's a better, uh, up closer. It's been a long time. There's a few feet of dirt in front of the boulder, in front of the door, and a boulder. There used to be bars on all the windows. The bars have been gone about three years now. Somebody ripped them off. Um, <laughs> Here's, here's the other window that had bars on it. Looked like jail bars on it for years, and they're gone. It's all located behind the WPA building. Okay, here's what we know about the cave. Okay, here's what we don't know about the cave. Uh, we have no idea when it was built, why it was built, by who it was built, who it was built for, or what it was used for. We do know... We do know that the county at one time stored explosives there. We do know um, that the area became the fairground shortly after 1882. And that was when the county probably took property of it. But we don't know if they built it. They have no record of it. The ironwork on the door is estimated to be from the mid to late 1800s. <laughs> Suggestions of what it is or was the jail for Colson City. However, it's well documented, Colson City didn't have a jail. Um, a bank vault. Okay, well, it's over a mile from Colson City through the mud on the banks of the river. And it's a heck of a lot further than right here. 
to go to the bank down there. Maybe um, it was a cliff dwelling. There were several in Klein, which are just out of Roundup. I've never found any other evidence of them with iron doors, but it, it could have been a quick cave dwelling for someone at some point in time. Okay, it is directly behind this building, the WPA building. Well, that's another mystery for me to tell you about another time. Um, the WPA was very active at the fairgrounds. We tried to connect them to the cave. We couldn't. Uh, but a lot, a lot of history at the at the fairgrounds itself. Okay, so that pretty much raced us through history's mysteries for 2017. But I would be amiss if I didn't invite you to 2000 and history's mysteries of 2018. We're going to be talking about on the trail of the Yellowstone. This will be a tour, a Billings Yellowstone River Park auto or bicycle tour. The whole tour will be available either on Share the Road or on the bike path itself. Um, we'll be going to this year, we'll be highlighting the Yellowstone Trail. You'll be able to see it throughout your journey of all of these adventures. We're going to highlight a homestead, oh, four historic parks, one ghost park, and two bonus locations. We have um, a historic homestead, that will be one of our stops, and a great chief, we're going to talk about him and his park here in Billings, and all of these have mysteries, there's mysteries in every one of them, which I don't have time to go into, I only have 35 minutes. Um, an old town site, we're going to go talk about Colson, and look at some of the stuff there. A park with no entrance. Who remembers Josephine Park in Billings, Montana? Not Riverfront Park, Josephine Park. It's, yeah, it's very interesting. It's there, but you can't get to it. <laughs> there is an island park that protects our water. It's over a hundred acre island. It's all a city park. A forgotten playground. All the equipment is there. The swing waves in the wind, the awnings are there, picnic tables, hasn't been used in maybe 60 years. And I'd be amiss if I didn't talk about the last stop on the tour this year is William Clark's Horse Crossing. It is the true horse crossing in one of the parks, the one with the island. There's a monument there that is incorrect. It was put up by the Boy Scouts, it's wrong. Um, we are going to show you where the wrong monument is and take you to where the correct location is. So you'll see both of those locations on this year's History's Mysteries Tour. Tickets are 20 bucks. I, uh, oh, you can ride your bike the whole way, um, which will, if it's October 20th, hopefully it'll be warm enough. Last year was a beautiful day. Um, I have tickets. They're online at Yellowstone Historical Society or any 3G store starting next week. It is our annual fundraiser. We've only done it twice, and we would really, really like you to come out and enjoy it with us, as many people as you can put in your car. If you're a group of bicyclists, you can, as many group as you group together, excuse me, it's about sharing the information and, um, and enticing you to join our historical society. The, um, I'm, I'm done early. I had five minutes, he says, and I'm pretty much, that's the end of it.
I hope I didn't race through it too much. I want you, if you have any questions when we're done, feel free to ask. And feel free to look at those books that we have in the, I have in the back of the room. Hopefully you can all come and we'll see you on the 20th.